Welcome to Just Jive Pod, a podcast where we share a drink, talk about life, and just jive. My name is Jerome. And I'm Jossie. And we do have a guest here, but before we introduce him, I'm actually going to talk about the drink of the week,、um, which is, you know, we're, we're back on track with our、um, alcoholic beverages.、Um, and this one is another one that we、um, got from our Tavor shipment. So, this one is the Apricot Vice、um, from Crane Brewing. It is a 4.5%、um, ABV,、um, 12 in a 12 fluid ounce bottle. Or, and it's from Crane Brewing Company,、um, located in, I think, MO is Missouri, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, it's, a bit, it's a bit of a sour.、Um, it's apricot, so I hope you can taste both. I, I like it.、Um, it's light, it's refreshing,、um, but it definitely is a sour. What do you think? Yeah.、Uh, I think we're drinking it a little, not super. It's not super cold. cold.、Yeah. So, like, I feel like that sourness hit me even harder.、Ah, I was like,、sense. whoa, it's like a dull punch in the gut,、yeah. which I kind of enjoy. It's really good. Yeah, but we are joined by a guest.、Um, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and、uh, yeah,、um, tell us a little bit about you and, and yeah, who you are. Good afternoon, gentlemen.、Uh, my name is Eric, as you guys know.、Um, <laughs> I, how would I introduce myself? Am I about to describe who I am? Yeah, <laughs> just uh, yeah, yeah,、um, we'll yeah. get into the nitty gritty yeah, later.、Um, yeah. yeah, what's up, guys?、Uh, my name is Eric. I am a、uh, father, husband, business owner, and coach,、uh, semi athlete, wannabe athlete. <laughs>、nice. And、uh, I'm happy to be here today. Yeah, Thanks、cool. for having me. Yeah, so we wanted to get Eric on today.、Um, one, because Jesse. Gets probably an ass kicking from Eric once in a while、uh, through training and whatnot. <laughs> training、um, or motivational speeches. Yeah. And,、uh, but on top of that, like more than just the fitness aspect, like the business aspect too, of actually opening up、uh, a gym and just the process of going from zero to now, you know. So I think、uh, me personally,、uh, meeting Eric for the first time today, like really curious to hear all about that. So um, yeah, um, I guess. Being in a gym like this, my first question, of course, is like, when did you, Eric, first get into fitness in general? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a big question.、Um, I've been fitnessing. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fitnessing recreationally for,、uh, I mean, much of my life, I guess.、Mm-hmm. I'm 32 years old this year. And、um, I've owned a gym for seven years. I've、oh, been、wow. coaching for the last, I started coaching when I was 19. So, for the last 13 years, I've been coaching and、uh, I've been into fitness maybe a couple years before that. It's probably like 15 years of、wow. being really into fitness. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, timing wise, it sounds like basically end of, end of high school, right? Yeah,、and、you know, on, I mean,、right? my story with fitness is kind of、uh, I, I was a hooper growing up, so I played a lot of basketball、mm-hmm. okay. competitively. I played、um, like、a, lot travel, a lot of travel basketball. Um, relatively competitively. I always played a couple years up for my age.、Mm-hmm. Um, was pretty decent for my age and、uh, was, a pretty, was a pretty tall kid. So I was able to play up、uh, a year or two on, yeah, on most、yeah. of the teams I played in.、Uh, got to high school,、uh, stopped playing basketball due to many life circumstances.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, I gained a ton of weight through high school.、Mm-hmm. Um, I'm freshman year, I, I ballooned from. Like a buck 40, buck 50 to like sub 200 pounds、mm. within,、oh, within like within a year. Within a year, yeah. Right.、Um, I was a little bit depressed. And then by senior year, I'd weigh 240. Oh, shoot. So that's so it's like a 100 pound gain throughout high school. Right.、Um, some of it was muscle, maybe, <laughs>、um, but、uh, mostly not. And I graduated high school and kind of went through this crisis of like, dude, who am I? Um, mm. I want to get back into playing basketball. So that was my main motivation. I wanted right, to right. just play basketball again, but not feel like I was dying、yeah. all the time.、Yeah. You know? Did that, started just you know, doing some bodybuilding, and then eventually found CrossFit, which is、okay. what, what I'm doing now. Nice. Was、um, like, obviously, that whole high school experience was, like you said, a crisis. But、um, was that like that big of a change through high school? Almost. Like, plummet you further into, like, really want to dive deeper, deeper into fitness? Um, You know, I, I, what I went through, what happened was in high school, I, I was、uh, 
the way that um, I went to Arcadia High School. Okay. And the way that you try out is you try out during the summer team. Mm. Um, I had kind of had this attitude of coming in, assuming that I was just going to make the team. Like, mm, like gotcha. I, I assumed that I was going to make the team regardless. But the big thing was I really wanted to play varsity basketball as a freshman. Mm. Um, I think just being around the people that I was, the teams that I was playing on, uh, there was this expectation not only for myself, but for my peers, but as well for my coaches as well. Mm, and gotcha, gotcha. Um, not being able to do that as a freshman was a huge ego hit mm-hmm. and a huge, I think, a reality check for myself. I also had a really terrible attitude as a athlete growing up. You know, I had gotcha. a lot of anger issues that I was dealing with, like, you know, through my personal life. Um, just with like family and going through, like my parents got divorced my freshman year mm. um, and uh, you know girlfriend broke up with me it's heavy dude when you're yeah. like 13 14 years old yeah. and, uh, and uh, that's so, your whole life yeah, yeah so my, my, no, my life kind of crumbled and uh, not only did I quit basketball but academically like I was on like the when the, uh, the counselor had to like call me in yeah. and talk yeah. to me about like whether I was suicidal and stuff oh, like that. Shoot. And uh, I had like a 1.6 GPA oh, and it was, just, it was just a bad time in my life. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so did it plummet me towards fitness? I mean, when I was in high school, not really, it wasn't really till uh, I graduated that I was really, I, I was like, you know what? Like this is, I, I need to get in better shape. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so did did you actually end up studying like something related to? I did. So I, you know, my in college. I mean, in yeah. college, yeah. I, I went to junior college for uh, about three semesters. I went to Pasadena City College. Okay. Um, I got my G's out of the way. I, if, if you, I went to Arcadia High School, which is like a. Um, like we we. I know Jesse's went to Arcadia. What did you go to high school? Thousand Oaks High School. Thousand Oaks. So. Oh, nice, dude. You're out. You're you're the Calabasas life. Okay. <laughs> nice. That Kardashian life, dude. Yeah, baby. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, Arcadia is this really academically competitive and mm, yeah. stressful environment that mm-hmm. I think has only gotten more academically c- competitive in the last 10, 15, 20 years. Yeah. Um, but when I was in high school, uh, you know, like if you didn't have a near 4 0, you were like stupid. Like mm. you were like, it was assumed that you weren't very intelligent. Right. And, right. Uh, and it was a pretty, st- like everybody has a three point zero at least right i mean i felt like 3.5 was like hey you're like you're like barely average you know like, barely wow. average yeah you know and so 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 i went i went to arcadia high school graduated and didn't you know wasn't like an awful student but i had a lot of uh catch up to play because i did i didn't care freshman year right, right i literally yeah. had to do summer school every summer to make up for uh, the classes that I failed my freshman year, mm. so I took like in, like freshman English. My sophomore year, going to junior, junior going to uh, senior year, I took history. Right, you know, right. and I was just making up for you know lost time. Mm. And uh, but when I went to PCC, um, it was really easy. Mm. It was, and I, I realized that wow, Arcadia really prepares you for um, like. Yeah, outside stuff, yeah. yeah you know and in college relatively was pretty easy yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah i went to pcc for three semesters got my g's out the way i really didn't want to be there and the semester that was off before i transferred i worked as an athletic trainer which is i mostly worked in the prehabilitation and re- rehab setting yeah helping athletes kind of get back into game shape okay you mm-hmm. know or practice shape and uh that's kind of, that was kind of my first touch of like right, the right. coaching side of 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 working with athletes and yeah. fitness. I know, I know personally, like, uh, I had like, um, like fractured my ankle before playing basketball. Was, um, and that sucked. And having someone be able to coach me and rehab me was like such a huge deal. So what about that? Like life of coaching, was it just, uh, was something that you wanted to do like, uh, for longer? Yeah. You know, I, I, I did athletic training, and when I transferred, um, I actually so I transferred to this school called Biola University. It's a, mm. it's a private Christian school, and uh, yep, same yep, one. Jesse <laughs> also went there, and uh, small. So we got some small got some, world. A lot small of commonalities world. here: yeah. Arcadia and uh, Biola here, which is yeah. re- I think a really really rare thing. Actually, yeah, it's, it's um, pretty. Rare. I always yeah. whenever I tell people where I went to college, I always go. Oh, I went to the school called Biola. By the way, it's not Loyola. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not. Every time. It's, Every not, single it's time. not LMU. Yeah. And um, but I, when I transferred, I found out that the year that I got there, they'd got rid of they gotten rid of their athletic training program. Okay. So it was pretty devastating because I yeah. just yep. spent like thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a that's a devastating uh, loss. <laughs> yeah. Especially when you went in hoping to do that. Yeah. 
So I, I did that. Uh, I, I transferred in and uh, I wanted to pursue athletic training. I wanted to help people through that. And right away, I knew that I would have to transfer out. So mm. um, I didn't want to transfer out because I just put money down. Like I would have lost a semester of tuition. Right. right. So I considered changing my major. And the closest thing that was there was kinesiology, mm-hmm. which is the, uh, I mean, translated would be like the study of biomechanics, yeah. I guess, mm-hmm. technically, kines. Um, and career wise, it basically was like, hey, if you were pursuing PT, essentially, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind right? of a pre physical therapy, athletic training can also go into yeah. kinesiology, um, but not strength exactly. and conditioning. It wasn't exactly yeah. athletic training, right. yeah. um, but but through that, it kind of helped me find a love for strength conditioning. Okay, which is kind of what I switched what my, my attention was on. So I went from this prehab. What you, strength coaches do help with the prehab setting, but that's not their full focus. The full focus is making people better, like making the athlete mm-hmm. better at their sport gotcha. by making them stronger right, and more right. conditioned. Mm-hmm. So how long were you working in that field and studying in that field until you got the idea that like, hey, I want to like start something of my own. Um, a gym, basically. Yeah, right? um, you know, I actually had no desire to open my own gym. Um, when I was at, when I was at Biola, uh, my end goal was to graduate, get this, pass this uh, board exam called the CSCS, mm-hmm. which is a Certified Strength Conditioning uh, Specialist. Mm-hmm. And at that time, that was like the gold standard of of like uh, training certifications. Right. Um, and that was my goal. I wanted to do that. I actually almost took an internship with Stanford. Uh, my, mm. upon graduating, it was a, it's called like level, level one or low, some kind of low level sport performance coach. Mm-hmm. Right. So basically you're like, the entry level, you're basically right? like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> um, like it was like, it was like a $500 stipend and, uh, you get room and board or something like that. Oh, okay. It was something uh, like yeah. not exciting. And, yeah. uh, that was an option, but but actually throughout when I, while I was in college, I was introduced to CrossFit from one of my best oh, friends, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ibzan Vidari, ah, who also yes. went to Biola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Ibzan was was in my kinesis program, and he had gotten really into CrossFit. And CrossFit at the time was this really grassroots. I mean, you guys you guys know what CrossFit is. You've yeah, you know, you've it's it's a mainstream it's right. a mainstream like it's a household name now, right? Yeah. But back then it wasn't, and it was this thing that was grassroots and controversially getting people really fit and um <laughs> yeah this kind of hardcore workout where people work out in dirty garages mm. and with minimal <laughs> equipment and no machines right so it was really revolutionary for the time right and um i was totally against it i was not about it mm. uh it almost like severed my friendship with ibby <laughs> what brought us together was like both of our loves for basketball and sneakers okay, okay. we both love shoes and and hoops right mm. and you know this this CrossFit thing was really um, was a really splitting topic for us because uh, my head professor was very anti CrossFit, still kind of is anti CrossFit. Huh. I think I mean I haven't seen him in like ten years, but mm. he was pretty much like this is not safe. There's no science behind it. There's no literature backing it yet. Right. So, you right. know every if you and if you're in the science field. Everything's about literature. Yeah, I care about Everything's about, about literature, research. right? It's about the research, right? And at the time there wasn't really much research out yet because it was so new. Right. So I was hating on it. He got me to try it. I tried it. It was like this total. It was like a. It was like a God moment. It was like an aha moment where oh. I. It, I was like, wow. Everything I knew about life is not what I thought it was. <laughs> you know, everything I knew about training is not what I thought it was. Uh, this is the greatest thing of all time in terms of getting people to be the fittest they can possibly be for life. Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, and from that point, I was like, wow, I would really love to be a CrossFit coach someday. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, CrossFit was so new and there was no, this was such a new industry that like was kind of like, so I, I, I in a way kind of paved the way, but there was really no people like like you couldn't graduate college and get a job as a CrossFit coach. Yeah, it didn't exist. That wasn't that wasn't a career path. It wasn't a career path. Now it kind of is for some people. Yeah. Um. It's I mean with the gym, there are gyms that do it well where they can create a you know like a job for you. Yeah. Or, or a career for you. But you know back then it was you either do this and if you want to keep doing CrossFit, you're gonna coach people out of like a commercial gym setting, mm. doing it CrossFit style, quote right. unquote, or you open your own gym. Mm-hmm. And for me, the goal is to. I mean, because I believed in the methodology is to eventually open my own gym. Right. And um, the goal was to do it by 30. Uh, It happened five years before that. Wow. So, um, yeah, that's kind of how I got to where I was. 
Yeah, but you didn't, you didn't, from what I understand, you didn't actually start with the gym, right? Like you, um, the, the building was not the foundation of where, you, where yeah, your so, business so, started, right? Yeah, so I mean, I mean, technically, like my, my training roots started like the, at the Biolab Biola parking lot. Right, you right. You know, like we used to, like, you just be, brought the stuff out there. Yeah, Ibi and I used to, he used to, uh, he used to drive his, uh, his dad's truck. Uh, he used to have a barbell and I, I started like buying small pieces of equipment like uh-huh. yeah. what I could afford. Yeah. Get, like a sandbag, some rings. And we set those things up and we just like throw down in the, uh, under the field parking lot at school. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, that was kind of like our, our, our first gym. Yeah. And the next thing that I started when I came back home during the summers from school was, uh, I started building on a garage gym very slowly. Oh. Um, so I, I yeah. started off with just one barbell, stack of weights and then eventually started buying more and more items so start yeah it kind of started as this hobby that turned into a uh full-blown gym out of my garage right wow um and you said how long how long have you guys been at this building now we've been at this location uh off of uh, live oak for the last two years 2017 okay. uh so the, three years this summer actually. yeah almost three. three years this summer yeah two and a half years yeah and the last place so uh so how many locations total now? Is it just been uh, two of them or two? If we don't include the garage, yes. yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, like, when did it actually start becoming an actual business that you know I'm guessing has legal ramifications? Yeah. Um, eventually, what happened was the garage was kind of this weekend thing I did. I did a class on Saturday. And the people that came on Saturday started to ask, like, hey, would you be down to offer this on Tuesday oh. as well? So we can start mm. coming twice a week. Right. So it was this grassroots thing happening out of my garage, just people getting really excited about working out. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing more dangerous than a group of people being excited about working out. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, it's, a, it's the greatest thing possible for, for like, optimal like it like it's a great thing to get hyped about yeah yeah and uh so we started off with tuesday thursday just one class per day then it started it became two classes and then you know there's one day where like this thing just kind of like everyone it's it's all through like organically through facebook right right, right. posting a photo i'm like hey this was fun guys see you next week and then people would say hey man can i come so it's kind of this invite only type thing right Mm -hmm. and uh there, there were some early people that came that um and back then it was like it was donation based so it's like you come mm. uh donate 10 bucks and with that 10 bucks hopefully we can buy some more equipment yeah you know right um once uh we kind of came to this point where i i knew that i had wanted to do it like open a gym fully um so we, we had maybe like 10 to like 10 consistent people working out of the garage and then like this this constant change of another 20 to 30 people that would come here and there right, to try right. out the garage so we we're like hey let's just give it a shot and um we did it so wow. yeah it was, it, was, it, was, it was kind of grown out of necessity it wasn't really forced right it's pretty organic so i know that with that kind of grassroots type of mentality it's very like family i'm sure like brothers and sisters just riding dying working out together um mm-hmm. when was that moment where you realized like especially after you know, commercializing and all that, like, did it start to feel like, whoa, this is not just a workout crew. It's actually like a, a big business that, you know, is making its, I guess, impression in the city, I guess. Um, I think that it was a lot of trying to be a real business in the beginning, because uh, to be honest, it wasn't, it was like, I was a kid when I opened the gym. I was right, 25 right, years right. old. Mm-hmm. I had, uh, no, I mean, I had some experience running a, a prior real estate business mm-hmm. for a little bit, um, just through like family business. I was I was doing some operations um, side of it, so that that was actually great experience for me to learn how to run my own business. But in terms of like prof- being professional and like kind of learning how to you know grow a business, I had no clue how to do it. Mm-hmm. So. It was really just a glorified workout club okay. where maybe after six months to a year, I was like, yo, if I don't, if I don't like up my game on this and yeah, just yeah. stop working out seven hours a day with my shirt off in a retail location, this might close, you know? So, yeah. so eventually yeah. I, I, I started, you know, kind of putting the steps into figuring out, okay, how do I, how do I do this right? Right. You know? Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and you know, Jerome kind of touched on it a little bit, but um, the idea that the gym is not just like 
impacting like your 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 friends or like your local like crew, right? Mm-hmm. But potentially starting to be an impact in the city. Um, so, you know, I, I'm throwing this out there, but I, th- I believe CrossFit Reason was the first CrossFit gym in Arcadia. Right? Yes, mm. we yes we were. Um, we were yes the first CrossFit. Um, we're we're one of two now, which is it's cool that there's another like there's enough demand out there that's demand a second CrossFit gym mm-hmm. somewhere yeah. in the same city. Um, but yeah, it's it's yeah we were we were the first one, so we we affiliated in early 2013. Um, and we were the first one in the city. Yeah, was it also? And this is where I'm actually genuinely curious because I don't know. But was it also one of the first, like in the area of like San Gabriel, San Gabriel Valley, or like um, were there a couple other ones that kind of like starting out too? Yeah, we 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 kind of so within like the CrossFit community, there's people owners like they, they have like these waves, right? So right. there was a first wave of like opening. We were part of that kind of that second wave okay. of, okay. of, of Philly's opening. So by the, around the time that we opened, uh, there's one in Duarte that opened and then a couple in Pasadena that opened. Okay. Okay. Um, and there's been gyms that have closed since, but before that there was really just, uh, I think there were two gyms in, uh, in Monrovia mm. and there was one gym in, Pasadena mm. at the time, which considering the size of the area is really not that many, right? Like, yeah, I mean, there's there's like most big cities now will have their own. Like, I don't right. think San Gabriel has one, Temple City has one, but mm. uh, Alhambra has one now. Mm-hmm. Monterey Park doesn't have one yet. Almani doesn't have one. Monrovia does. Right. Sierra Madre had one that closed. Oh, uh, okay. Um, actually, the the one in Arcadia now is is a is is a Sierra Madre transplant. Ah, so they closed it and then they opened up in Arcadia. Uh, and like they smaller. still kind of service like that same crew. Yeah, the same crew. So it's, it's kind of like I heard. I heard it's owned by like ten people now, but I'm not sure if that's accurate. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the reason I kind of ask about all this stuff is like, you know, um, th- this area, the San Gabriel Valley area, is predominantly Asian, um, predominantly is. Chinese, um, and you know, like even even growing up, like I don't think that like bodybuilding or like getting to that level of fitness was really ever like a um, like a popular thing or even like a common thing, right? Like mm. you have people who did work out and stuff typically at their like 24 hour fitness or whatever, and just like made their own gains. But to be like a, that kind of athlete was not like something that we like that this area typically aspired to, right. Or, or saw as a need. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, to draw an, draw an illustration of what yeah. you just kind of shared. Mm. I remember when I had first gotten across it, I remember my mom asked me, in Chinese, she said, I mean, I'm roughly translating it, but right. like, why do you have to work out so hard? <laughs> like, why is that necessary? Like, why? Right? Yeah. And uh, like, why do you have to put so much effort into your exercise? And I'm, my answer is like, because it's fun, uh-huh. you know? But yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I get it. Like culturally, you know, I think especially, I mean, I can only speak for my own, but in like in a more Chinese American cult or Chinese culture, the people that tend to need to be that strong are people that are like in labor type forces, right? Mm-hmm. Or like a, a kind of a more like a, a like a blue collar type work. Yeah, sure. Right? Yeah. And, and usually in a in an Asian culture, that is not what they aspire their children to do, mm-hmm. right? That usually in Asian culture, you want your kids to go to school and use their brains, right? And mm-hmm. go and uh, brains become, over a doc- be- become a doctor or a lawyer or something where you can sit down at a computer and do nothing with your body, right? Waste away, right? <laughs> um, so, um, so very different method, uh, very different thinking. And yeah, I think in many ways, because of the city that we are in, that is predominantly, I think like 80% Asian now, mm-hmm. um, it, it it was hard to kind of trailblaze that in the beginning. Like it was it was really yeah. culturally weird right. for a lot of people. Like I remember we used to be across the street from uh, Boiling Point, the, uh, right. the 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 pot the hot pot place. Yeah, yeah. And you know, like on cold nights, we you know we doing the same thing we're doing. Our windows are kind of fogged up. Yeah. And people would come from across the street and watch us like circus animals. Oh wow! Like, like, look it's, at these people. Well, that's so cool. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we were on display or something, right? Yeah, pretty much. So. Yeah, and you know, I ask, I kind of tie all these things in because, again, back to the idea that, you know, the, and we, you, Eric, you and I have had like a couple of these offline conversations about it, but the idea that you wanted to make the impact not just again for your local, like your your personal local community of your friends or people that were coming into the gym, but you wanted to expand out from that, right? Like you wanted to make a bigger impact in the local community. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And hopefully mm-hmm. the, like the city and the area. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think uh, one thing that 
I, I kind of share in terms of what I want to do, like what is our goal, like what is the impact that we want to make is, you know, what we want to do is we want to be able to optimize people's health mm. Mm. through training, nutrition, sleep, um, you know, creating a healthy mindset uh, so that in a, in a very real, sustainable way for people. That's for me, that's that's our mission, you know, and I definitely like I think when I when I first when we first started this thing. I had no idea of like the ramifications that it would have or the impact that it would have on. So like it does, I, I am really humble that we do have a great impact on our local community. But mm. the, what I never expected was the, I guess the ambassador that I would become for, for all things related to health. Right. Mm. And like, it's kind of this kind of being this messenger of like the message of, of this is what it means to be healthy. And, mm-hmm. right, and, right. and, and it's, but in a way that's really authentic and real yeah. and, like, hey, it's also like I understand that, you know, as a parent now, it's not the easiest thing to do. But yeah. if it's still important to you, how are you going to make a way, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. how, you know, how, I, I think one thing that was really humbling is like, you know, we have people that um, that listen in. Like, we just started our own podcast, the Finding Reason podcast. And like, one thing that's pretty cool is like I, I've gotten messages from people that, I haven't spoken to in years oh, wow. that mm-hmm. I don't even know, like follow me or, or like we, cause we don't interact on social media yeah. anymore. And that's, I think that's the power of social media. And I was like, I've, I, I have people that I knew, you know, friends, acquaintances from, uh, high school or, yeah. or around that time or college that right. they're now in overseas in Taiwan, Hong Kong, you know, most like Asian countries doing business or something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And, um, Japan and they'll message me and say, Hey man, like I, I just listened to, like, I, I just saw this post that you wrote about mm-hmm. this. That was really meaningful right. and really, really helpful for me like would you give me any tips on this and yeah. it's pretty cool to be able to have that reach and and help people with that being thousands of miles away yeah you know so that's really powerful yeah so that's really cool um like kind of expanding from just your initial personal goal of like you know being an athletic trainer to expanding into like hey i um into the cross world of uh, believing that this is the best methodology in in healthy living and and strength and conditioning and then even going beyond that to um the idea of just health overall right um and and like this being one big aspect of it so it it actually segues us nicely into um, this idea of you know we're early in 2020 um Mm -hmm. we're still right around that new year mark and granted i think by the time um this comes out it's gonna be about february or so yeah um but um but it's still the idea that people typically around the New Year's mark make New Year's goals. And, and a lot, uh, historically, a lot of people have made um, goals around like, hey, yeah. I want to lose 10 pounds or, yeah. hey, I want to, like, I don't know what it is. You know, insert XYZ related to their either physical wellness or their physical weight or something like that. Um, what, first of all, what do, what do you think about, like, the idea of a New Year's goal? What do I think about the idea of a New Year's goal? I think it's extremely human and very, very, um, it's nature. You know, I mm-hmm. think naturally people, you know, new, new year represents newness mm-hmm. and this idea that you can shed some old and, you know, around the new year, that's when people start to want to get in shape, uh, start to set goals, mm-hmm. start to say, you know, this year I want to make this much money. This year I want to spend this much time with my right. kids. This year I want to get, I want to gain X amount of muscle, right? right. And a lot of it is definitely uh, health related, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, am I a fan of New Year goals? Is, is, that, is that what you're asking? Essentially, yeah. Um, um, and especially in light of you, like, yeah. kind of overseeing a lot of, or, helping like facilitate mm-hmm. healthy living for a lot of people I think, here. I think it's great anytime anybody wants to essentially change who they are. And I, th- mm. and I think that's what's amazing about, about life. Like life is one of those things where, you know, you, you, get, you can recreate who you are like that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's, it's obviously it takes time and habits and, and discipline to, to do those things. But, but that change, I think I heard a quote somewhere uh, might be Tony Robbins, but like it's the, the idea that change happens in an instant. Mm. And what that means is that like it, it literally like boom, like that. Yeah, right, right. At the snap of my finger, it's usually like um, it's an aha moment. When you hear mm. something, you're like, wow, I'm changed. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, it was a, there's a powerful connection, mind, mind, body, soul yeah. that says, hey, I no longer want to be 
of the past XYZ that I was mm -hmm, because I'm yeah. trying to be ABC now. Mm. I think New Year's is a great time to kind of reevaluate that, but I think it also is very cliche in the sense that mm -hmm. I think change can happen anytime. Right. So mm -hmm. so if, if, if it happens to be around the New Year for you, that's great. And yeah. I hope that that it's just not a Q1 of 2020 thing for you, right. whatever that is. And I know that if you really want change, change happens in an instant, yeah. mentally, but the habits that come, you need to trigger those as well. So, you know, if, if you need to, um, you know, goals are great. Like if you have a goal for 2020, great. The question I always ask anybody that's setting a goal is, what does your process look like? Right. Mm -hmm. You know, like what are you going to do to get yourself to that goal? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, dreaming is great. But, but when you put your feet it, on the yeah. ground, what does that work look like? Right, mm -hmm. right. Like putting actual actionable things and yeah. and setting the stepping stones, yeah. right? Yeah. And um, it, it's, you know, I asked that personally because, again, um, right before this we recorded, like Eric and I actually had a sit-down session just to talk about like my own like life mm -hmm. and what what my goals are in, in setting yeah. and, and, and hopefully pursuing that, right? Yeah. And again, it's because like you said, right around this time is where it triggers a lot of people to be thinking about yeah. mm -hmm. change and to be thinking about growing or, or improving or, yeah. um, living better, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, I think you, you mentioned a lot of really good things about like, um, you know, how to make that happen. Right. What would you say is like, like one practical thing for, um, people who have this lofty idea or these goals that they want to set, to go beyond, like like you said, one quarter or even one month yeah, or whatever. Um, like I think it starts with making a plan and then executing on that plan, right? Mm. I'll give you an example of a conversation I had with one of our members. Uh, I won't name their name, but not very long ago, just a couple of weeks ago, I had this, uh, you know, it was late. Yeah, it was a couple of weeks ago. It was late December. Mm. And, you know, I had this conversation about the idea that the holidays around the corner. Mm -hmm. So everybody looked like New Year's is one of those in, in the health yeah. industry. New Year's is this big business. Like yeah. every gym booms X amount. Like it's right. like, it's like, uh, um, and I, and, and I, I, I kind of hate that for, yeah. for, for, for us. Yeah. We don't get that huge boom because I filter it. Mm. I don't want people that are here because they think the idea of like getting in shape is great, but they're not going to take any action. Right. So, so what I am willing to do is I'm willing to have that conversation with you, but I'm going to actually filter that and see if you're someone that really wants to do it. Or mm. if you're someone that's just selling yourself this idea of something that you will have no execution on. Mm -hmm. right? And that's, that's something um, you designed into like your programming here, right? Like yeah. you, you don't just say, Oh yeah, come work out. You actually have to screen them. Right. And, yeah. And, kind and, of it's, like, it's not, and it's not like we're trying to do it in an elitist way. Yeah. But we're trying to do it in a way that we're, we're going to help the people that come here that, excuse me, that want to, that want to be here to be successful. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I think that your success is ours. Um, but to kind of go back to that story is I was talking to this person and, and they basically were like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to start that. They wanted to start like a diet or a quote unquote, right? A nutrition mm -hmm. plan or whatever. And they were like, you know what? Let's do that. But let's do that in January. Cause I want to get through the holidays mm -hmm. and okay. I see that goal and I understand that. And I, and I empathize with that. Like I get that you want to spend time with your family. I get that. Cause all those things are, what you're saying is that it's the holidays, it's mm -hmm. Thanksgiving, Christmas, and then, you know, work parties mm -hmm. and yeah. all those things that happen for like six, it's like a six week blur. Right? Yeah. Pretty but much. What you're telling me is that you're willing to throw away your health for like, essentially like for, for the next 60 days because, and you want to wait, because you want to enjoy f five meals. Mm -hmm. Because you want to enjoy five meals, you don't want, you, you're not going to focus on con the control that you have over the other 55 meals that you have mm -hmm. leading up to the new year. Mm -hmm. That's insane. Mm. That's crazy. If you if if you're to do the math yeah, on that, like right. you know, it's Christmas and then and then you have things. Uh, Chris, you have Christmas, Christmas. Maybe you have like three three or four parties yeah. and then a work party, right? Yeah, that's like five meals, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is that you're gonna throw away fifty five days of eating because of the five days that you want to enjoy it. Mm, you know, yeah. and I'm like, so what I said to that person was like, hey, like if I were you. I would start that now, mm -hmm. but you know what? Maybe you're not. You're, maybe you're not ready to start that nutrition plan because me, me, maybe mentally. mentally you don't want it. 
Right. And it's really, really hard for people to hear that. Yeah. It's it's like, hey, dude, I came here to get help from you, and you're telling me that I don't want it. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, man, yeah. you don't. Yeah. You know, and that sounds really harsh, but my job as as a coach is to help people get what they want. Right. And mm. part of that is helping you realize what you actually want versus what you don't want. And here's the thing, dude, if you want to just enjoy the next two months, that's fine. Right. If that's right. what you want. Yeah. But I think you need to come to the realization that there's a cost to that. And that January, it's going to be even harder for you to start whatever right. that plan is you're starting. So, you know, the mm. habits are, are stacks that we're doing, you know, like in, in a small way over time. So, you know, like I'll give you an example. Like, you know, one thing I challenged that person to do is like, hey, you know what right now? Like, what's like, what's, what's your biggest problem with eating? She's like, well, um, I eat too many snacks. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. So could it, could it be a challenge for you right now? It's like, don't even worry about what you're eating right now. Like, don't even worry about the quality of your food. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about like eating more vegetables. Mm-hmm. Don't even worry about drinking more water or any of that kind of stuff. Don't like, you can even eat fast food, but you know what right now, would it be possible for you to just cut out snacking? Mm-hmm. Cause maybe it sounds like right now you're overeating. Mm-hmm. So maybe we can just regulate the amount of junk that you're eating into and minimizing that damage as much as possible. And that could be a slow start. Could mm-hmm. you do that for the next month? And, you know, and they said, oh, you know what? I can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's actually really tangible and really doable. So let me try doing that. Yeah. You know, and then and before I start asking them to do more, you know, I, I, I feed them a carrot. Yeah. And then, and then I say, hey, yeah. you know, great job not eating those snacks. Now, now that you're just eating those, you know, two to three set meals a day and not overeating and eating snacks, how, what are those, the quality of those meals look like? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, it's mostly fast food right now. Right. Okay. I'm like, hey, you know what? What is it about fast food that you enjoy a lot? Well, you know, it tastes good and it's convenient. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it's probably the convenience factor. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's pro- it probably sounds like it's because you're too you're either too busy mm-hmm. or too busy to make a plan for yourself. Yeah. So you're going to drive through and get something in 5 minutes that's close to your house. Yeah. Well, can you cook? And there's going to be differing answers on that, right? Yeah. That person was like, "Yeah, I can cook." I'm like, "I just don't want to." I'm like, "Okay. What are the meals that you like to eat? I'm like, well, burgers. I'm like, okay, can you pre-make like three burgers and just like assemble those on the go so they're ready for you to eat at home? Right. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I'm like, okay, well, now you're eating the same thing. But actually, I think the burger that you're going to make at home is way better than the burger that you're going to get eating out. Right. Just because right. you can control what's in it. Right. So it's these small little steps. And the next thing you know, guess what? This person actually doesn't eat fast food anymore. Wow. We got yeah. rid of that habit before the new year. Wow. When this person was going to pound fast food for the next two months two months yeah you know so it's like it just starts with something small yeah. because initially they said i wanted to wait until the january new year. wow right so i think i think if, if you have a if you have a goal to change something whether it's your nutrition or your exercise if that's really your goal yeah start now yeah and if you have the willingness and the motivation to start that's already enough the next thing is what does that plan look like sure. what's yeah. executable yeah. what are you going to do instead of just making it a lofty idea because lofty ideas tend to get us stuck, yeah. right? We get stuck in the clouds. Yeah. So that's that's my recommendation. Yeah, no, I think that's something I've struggled a lot with, like over the years, having that motivation, starting, <clears throat> going for a couple of weeks, and I'm just like, I miss a couple of days here and there. Maybe I go to the gym and there's like it's like insanely packed. I just go home. Yeah. Those kind of events just make me so discouraged. Absolutely. And yeah. then I end up just going through that routine of like, I want to start, but then. I'm at the point now where I don't even want to start again because I know that I'm going to want to give up real quickly. Um, Mm. And you're talking about like little steps here and there, like for someone, you know, someone like me, like what, what is those small steps you think you can take? Yeah. um, I mean, persist that. If an example for you is if it's, if it's like you're, you're so scared of like trying to even work out again because the fear of that, you know, that you're going to fail. Yeah. Then, I mean, honestly, you're going to fail because that's your mindset. Right. Like I I think, I think, like I think, <laughs> Real, talk to you. Real talk, that's that that kind of harsh, right? Dude, I like that. Um, but you know, like, like the truth is that you are going to because you, right, you have you right. in your mind are telling yourself that, hey, I'm going to do this and it's I'm going to fail. Oh wow! Right. So if you can't even envision your success, wow, how is that success going to come? Right. Um, I think that there's absolutely like like I get that. Like I I've had the 24 hour fitness. Actually, I still have a 24 hour fitness membership um, that I, I but I haven't gone in like six years. I still pay. <laughs> really? I still pay. I own a gym and I have I pay for a gym membership. But is it because you sign on for some crazy crazy yeah, deal? Way yeah, back like thirty then? bucks a year or yeah. something like that. Yeah. So it's like if I go and I just like go go pee there, I'm good with it. You know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. You know, I just go smell the sweaty bathroom oh, there. Yeah. But, there you um, go. 
But you know, I I I, t- I totally get that. It's like some days I went in, I go in. I used to work there actually, uh-huh. and I go in and be like, wow, I don't want to wait three hours. You know, I don't, I don't, sorry, I don't want to wait like 30 minutes per machine. Yeah. You know, so I'm just going to go. I'm just going to leave. Yeah. Well, you know what? For you, the problem sounds like that gym is not suitable for you. Right. Because you don't have the time to wait. Mm-hmm. So sure. what you need to do is you need to find somewhere where you can get in, make really good use of, like how much time would you say you, you can responsibly allocate towards working out? I was going like in the morning, like 45 to an hour would be good. An hour. So, so, yeah. so you need to find a place where you can get in and get out within an hour. Okay. Yeah. And I think that you would start with doing that kind of research right. because, because it sounds like, where were you going? 24 fitness, LA, LA, LA fitness. fitness yeah. It sounds like LA fitness, no knock on LA fitness. I mean, that does a job for some people, but it sounds like LA fitness wasn't getting the job done for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah. if you're, if you need to get in shape, it sounds like that's not going to be the place. Right. So you need to start doing some research where you can go somewhere and it's not that busy. Right. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be not that busy or, you know, there's somewhere that can get you, you know, like I, I think what people enjoy about like the model that we do here is yeah. they get in, they get out, there's instruction. So you're taught re- like how to responsibly work out. You're not guessing. And there's mm-hmm. also programming that's done for you. So you come in, right. it's kind of like going to a restaurant and be like, it's like going to a restaurant and going, Hey man, I made this awesome meal for you that you're going to love. Yeah. You eat and you leave and you go, wow. Like oh. you guys ever, you guys like eat sushi at all? Yeah. yeah. yeah you guys yeah, ever yeah. have omakase? Yeah. 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 I love, I love omakase, the, the, the concept of trusting the chef right. because this chef, I mean, it's, you got to go to like their this, expertise. It's yeah. their expertise. This is what they do. And they kind of get to know you and what you yeah. like in the beginning. So yeah. like, I, like I've gone to multiple omakases. Like I've, I mean, I've gone to like a seventy dollar one, a forty dollar. Sugarfish is like a like a fifty dollar yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But I've also gone to like a two hundred dollar one. Right. Um. Yeah. In like in Seattle, Washington, it was amazing. And but there's ones where you know sometimes you go and it's like they, it's not perfect yet, but it's pretty good. Yeah. But usually because you know they get to know you, like oh, you're like you know I've told one like, I don't eat oyster, I don't like oyster. Yeah. And by the third time I went, he didn't serve me any clam, uh, any shellfish, right, or any right. any any clams or anything like that because yeah. he knew I didn't like it. and He replaced it with something the, else. Uh, the palate that I would like. Yeah. Yeah. And it was personalized. It was, I show up, I eat, I, I leave and I, wow, what an amazing experience. You know? And I think yeah. you need to find something where it's suited to, I think you need to start off by saying, what are your goals? Like, why do you want to work out? Right. Why is working out even important to you? Mm-hmm. You know, when you realize why it's important to you, then you're going to take action. You know, for example, like, um, I know that every day, not every day, uh, four weeknights out of the week, I need to be home by six. Because hmm. I have two kids, I have, a, I have a, I'm fostering a teenager now, but mm. I have three kids essentially, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I know that I need to be home by six because my wife needs me and my kids need me. Mm-hmm. It is a non-negotiable for me, right? Yeah, right. I can absolutely stay out. I mean, when I first opened the gym, I used to be out from 5 a.m. get home at 10 yeah. every day, <laughs> right? And I, honestly, like, if I'm being honest, I enjoyed that kind of, you know, right. I enjoyed the long yeah. day. Yeah, but but now I know that being home for my kids is important. I get home at six because I get home at six. Mm. It is who I am. You mm. don't need to tell me to get home at six. Well, my wife needs to tell me all the time. But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but you, don't yeah. need to, like, you don't need to remind, like, you, like outside sources don't need to remind me of like, hey, it's important for you to go see your kids sure, because I know right. that that's important for me. Yeah. And I think for you, if working out or, or exercise is important, ask yourself, why is it important? Right. And you can't figure out why it's important, then it's probably not important to you. Huh. Mm. Wow. Yep. That was some yep. truth right there, man. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's the truth yeah. bomb, right? Yeah, and I think you, <clears throat> like the whole amakase um, analogy. Yeah, yeah, analogy is really great because I think I've, I've only really ever gone to like an LA fitness type of place where I go in and I look at, I'm almost intimidated by all the machines. Absolutely. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't know where to start. I don't know where to end. I don't know what I need to do. I've had some people told me, even even the the guy who gave me a demo, the the guy who working at LA Fitness was like, yeah, just work for like fifteen minutes, do three machines, and you can go. I'm like, oh really? And then other people are like, nah, get a big workout in. I'm like, who do I trust? You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't trust because of that. I don't trust obviously myself to yeah. say I can serve up this perfect workout. And I think mm. that's I mean that's a really good plug for CrossFit style gyms. Sure, <laughs> sure. And I mean right? this is this is the question I ask people. Is this is, I think fitness is one of those things where. I've worked. I've worked at Twenty Five Fitness. I was I was an employee for Twenty Five Fitness from two thousand nine or ten till two thousand eleven okay. or yeah. twelve. I can't remember. Like a couple years. Yeah, a couple yeah, years. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. like two, about two years or so. And I know the ins and outs of of, of I call we call it the global gym, the commercial gym setting. Yeah. Mm. And 
it's great for certain people. It works really well right. um, for people that want to get in, get out. It works for people that kind of want an all-inclusive experience for right. a really cheap price. Mm-hmm. But what you're really getting in, in those places, you're getting equipment rental mm-hmm. with with people also we're renting the equipment at the same time. Mm. Right. So the difference between that versus something like what we do is that. Um, you know, it's kind of. I feel like what they do is fine, but it's you need a base layer of experience for you to go in there and be responsible. Right. Where, you know, like I, I think it's 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 kind of insult. It's like when it comes to fitness, it's one of those things where people are like you know what? I'll just figure it out. I, I I can't tell you the amount of people where that that signed <laughs> yeah, up at twenty five yeah. fitness and just yeah. told me you know what? I'll just figure it out. I'm like, good luck figuring it out, man. Like that's <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty tough. Like, can you imagine? You know, like telling like I can't imagine. T- I have a three year old daughter, and she's like, Daddy, I want fried rice. I'm gonna go. Go figure it out. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> okay, so so you know she's got to have take raw rice, go boil it, then take that rice, cool it in the refrigerator, then stir fry it with eggs yeah. and all the ingredients that are taken from the freezer. Yeah, does she even know it needs to be stored in the freezer so it doesn't go bad? And then how do you know, what, yep. what 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 temperature should it be should it be cooked at? Do yeah. I use a wok? You know, it's, it's all like you know. So, so when people learn how to cook, most people don't just figure it out. Usually get taught somewhere. Yeah, right. you know. Or if you want to be a chef, you know, you you pay the respect to. You know, that's why, you know, like. I, I love sushi. I've never cut sushi on my own. I don't know <laughs> yeah. how to cut against yeah. this striation. I mean, I'd be really curious to learn for sure because I enjoy sushi a lot. But, you know, it's like, you know, it's like same thing as like, you know what? I'm sick or like I, I have this disease. Yeah. You know what? Google. We'll figure it Mayo out. Mayo Clinic. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Yeah. No, man, you're going to go see a physician right, to help you right. figure it out. Right. So yeah. I think fitness is the, the, the one thing where I think a lot of people write off and, and kind of give it the a uh, little less respect that yeah. it deserves. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I'll go walk around the block, I'll run around the block, I'll lift some weights, but it's a lot more than that, um, which I've definitely learned big time <laughs> over the years. Yeah. 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 And I think you you, you put it nicely too. Um, it's it's taking what's realistic and what, and really digging into like, what do you really want? Because um, what you say might not actually be true. Um, like what yeah. you, initially, right? Like, that that might be like the first layer, but when you dig down deeper, that might not actually ring true throughout, right? Like yeah, you know, like um, just give one more example. Like I, you know, I, I had I had a person come in, and um, a lot of people come in, and I go, you know, like what's what's your goal? Like like why are you yeah. here today? You know, I just want I just want to I just want to exercise. I don't I don't feel very healthy. Mm. And I go okay, like what do you mean you don't feel very healthy? Mm. And their response will be, well, you know. Um, I feel kind of I feel kind of overweight. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. come in because they they feel overweight. And I go, okay. How do you like? What, what you about is it, is it the way that you look? Is mm. it the is it an objective number on the scale? Yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, I, I feel like I look I look pretty fat. Mm. I'm like, okay. So you look like you feel like you look like you have a couple extra pounds on you, um, and you know their answer is like, yeah, I just I just want to you know I, I want to lose that weight, and um, and there's 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 like extremely deep internal ramifications to what they're saying yeah because when it comes out to it, like so this person says all this stuff and you know it's like i you know but i i, I i'm all this fear comes out to so i had this person that came in and we had that same conversation and the very end i found out that it wasn't really really the one like, they go you know what my goal is i want a six-pack mm-hmm. go okay well that's pretty it's that's, a lot of work to get a six-pack yeah. you know like especially like nice very nice square rectangular ones like <laughs> you need to actually work out a lot and have a low body fat percentage mm, yeah you know you can like i mean you can have like a, like a little baby six-pack if you just get lean yeah but that you still actually need the muscles for it to pop out like in the yeah. way that you're imagining like a superhero yeah. abs you know, that so is, yeah. that's cool. That's great that that's a goal of yours. What what's are you willing to put in the work that it takes to get there? Mm. And well, what, and they're gonna ask, well, what does that take, right? And what I <laughs> what I find for most people is that you know what, like for example, that guy didn't actually want a six pack. What he wanted was to be able to go to the beach with his friends during the summer, take his shirt off, and not feel self conscious. Mm. And there's a lot of power behind that ramification because yeah. what what he actually wanted was to not feel self conscious. Yeah. Um, and the six packs, the six pack was about was going to give him that. Right. But you know what? You can absolutely feel not self conscious about yourself without a six pack. Right. Yeah. Right. You know. So I think it's it's a That's, deeper question of of what are you wow. here for, and like is it is it that you want to feel a certain way, or is it did you actually want that tangible physical goal? Yeah. Right. And yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of people from even personal experience sitting down and, and talking about that, it, it doesn't happen in a simple conversation. You know, mm. it doesn't, it does you don't get to those things from just saying, Oh, I want to, 
I want to like lose 10 pounds, right? Like it, you, like, like you just did with that example, you had to take time to dig into the reason, right? Like you had to t- take time and, and really uncover like what's, what's the real issue here, right? Like, and that's really cool. Cause it's, it's not just like saying, okay, you want to lose 10 pounds. Here's X, Y, Z, like exercises to do, to do that. It's like, mm. no, that's, it's not necessarily like, that's not the, the, that might help, but that's not the, that's not what will be like successful in addressing your, the real issue. Right. Absolutely. Like, right. So I think that's, that's a hard truth to hear and realize. And a lot of people, including myself, probably don't realize that, you know, like, and especially maybe a lot of our listenership too, like may not think that deeply about like the, the, the reason behind their goal. Yeah. Right? yeah. And I think what's cool is like you had mentioned earlier, you asked them like, what are your real goals? And then they, they kind of, talk around it and then kind you of realize around it. well it's it's not it's not that they're trying to talk around it but it's like nobody's trying to come and say hey you know what i feel insecure right mm-hmm. right? right so it's like and it's like you don't realize that's the root of it yeah but you, but you can but you know the manif- manifestations of that feeling yeah yeah and it's, it's awesome that you you don't just say all right whatever like whether just here's the door or like you said just say here here are the blanket statements that you can do but it's actually in a, in a way it's like playing therapist <laughs> like yeah, yeah a little bit. What, what's What's the root of it? And I think that's definitely something myself and I'm sure a lot of people would really need to consider as well, which I think is really awesome, you know? Yeah. 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 And I mean, I, I think there's no better way to to launch into this idea of the new year. Yeah. Um, better than that is like taking, you know, doing a lot of self-examination, but also sitting and talking with someone to figure that out too yeah because you can you can set those goals on your own but you might need to dig deep with someone and figure that out Um, yeah you know i think that's that's like fitness or like your health or like you know obviously we're in the we're in the in the gym setting right now right so it's a natural one to talk about the new year's resolutions right yeah but you know like even if somebody like wants to say you know what this year i want to make a million dollars Right, that's like, like that might be the goal yeah. that they set for their business, or they they want to gross that or net that. That's a huge goal. And even with yeah. that, I would ask myself, I would ask that person, why? Yeah, right. Why is that so important to you? Why is that a thing that's? Why is that a theme for you? And I think when when you say when like for that that could be answered three different ways. Like for example, yeah. that person may say, you know what, uh, I have a family and. Uh, XYZ to support and I send money back home so a million dollars is really going to be a big deal for us yeah. or that person might say my, you know my year my goal is this year to make a million dollars because I want to buy a Ferrari right, and right. I want to buy a Ferrari and I have to think about buying that Ferrari right? it's not a big deal for me or it could be I want to make a million dollars because I want to be able to give half of it away to this organization that, right, um, right. that helped, really, yeah. helped my mom overcome cancer right, so I, right. I want to be able to give back to that you know? yeah. so, so there's, there's always an intrinsic meaning behind the things that we we want but you know i think most people don't dive deep enough to know why yeah yeah because yeah i mean i can imagine like like the guy who just wants a million dollars if he himself doesn't even know like that goal how's he gonna get up the next day and work on it like yeah there's something he's, he's driving gotta know that, right mm-hmm. yeah something driving that mm-hmm. yeah, that's real good food, food for thought for sure yeah man um but yeah, we wanted to thank you again so much for for joining us. Yeah. Yeah. And and seriously, like I feel like this was probably a thing that obviously the two of us need to hear. But yeah, um, <laughs> but, seriously, seriously, but probably yeah. Uh, hopefully, uh, the people that listen to our our, our podcast regularly like will value from that too. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know how many of of our listenership get a a talking to by a fitness coach, you know, and yeah, and, dude, and motivational coach. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we do, you know, always with every session, we want to give a recommendation of the week. And this week we actually wanted to talk about, um, a book. We haven't, we haven't recommended any, any reading material yeah. ever. So, um, we want to be well balanced and, and recommend a book to read. Um, yeah. Yeah. Jerome, do you have any? I do. Um, <clears throat> the reason we brought this up, we were asking Eric if he had any hobbies that we could yeah. maybe do a rec on, and he said books. I'm like, oh, I think I've read a book in the past few years. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm uh, yeah, not the not the most consistent reader, but I, I can't say I am either. The one that uh, really stuck out to me um, that I I think the book that I actually finished in the past few years is uh, 
one about LeBron James, actually. Um, oh. It's called The Return of the King oh, nice. by Brian Winhurst. Mm. Um, it's basically just kind of chronicling the, uh, you know, coming back from 3-1 story mm. uh, against oh, the nice. Warriors, which is always a big story. But, you know, he, he goes super deep into the storytelling and, like, the amount of books I've read already kind of tells you I, I don't get captivated as easily, mm. but I just couldn't put it down. It was yeah. just so good. What, what so. was so, like, captivating about that book? Um, definitely, like, how detailed it was. Like, uh, mm. Brian Windhorst, people call him, like, the LeBron whisperer because he's reported on him since his high school days and stuff. Like, And he has, like, all these um, quotes and inside stories about, like, things that happened during, like, oh, game one behind uh, the scenes like i remember yeah. watching those things so it's and, kind of peeling the curtain back yeah a bit. Like, and, like a bts almost yeah. yeah and there's one part um where he revealed the letter from the owner of the uh, i don't want i think the gm of the uh Cavs at that point when they're down 3-1 that he they uh sent out to the i think stakeholders basically saying like of course of course we're back 3-1 but nothing ever comes easy for us. So of course we're going to conquer this. And it was like this, a whole chapter like of just telling listeners or mm-hmm. not listeners, the readers like, we're going to win this, I believe. And then obviously they won it and it's just so dramatic like reading it and it just mm. gave me chills reading a book. That's I was like, what the awesome. heck? This never felt this way before. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, awesome. So I definitely recommend that book for any awesome. uh, basketball fans. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. How about you, Jesse? Uh, for me, um, nothing, I guess, that directly exciting. <laughs> um, the last book that, um, actually trilogy that I finished, um, was a fantasy series. Um, it's called the Mistborn trilogy. It's written by, uh, B- Brandon Sanderson, who, um, is super, super renowned now in the fantasy literature world mm. for just crafting and his world, world building and, um, just the, yeah, just the way he creates entire world um and and story and compelling characters uh-huh. and, um it's uh, yeah I, I i am also similar i'm not i'm not a big reader um so it, it takes a, a good amount for me to like be interested in something and and i read that entire trilogy cover to cover nice. um in a pretty short amount of time considering i've i that was probably the first book I picked up in years. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Brandon Sanderson, great author, but um, Mistborn Trilogy is a really great pr- place to start. Awesome. So you're like a, you're like a, um, a fiction guy. Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, when you describe like that LeBron like book, like it's cool for me to hear, but not something I'm like, oh, I want to read that. Huh. You rather you rather watch a movie about it? Or like yeah, a, yeah, I, would, I, would, yeah exactly, I can see that. I can exactly. see that. Yeah. So for me, I'm like, oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Can I see it in a visual <laughs> way? That's true. Interesting. Um, but when I read, I want to like because I want to visualize like interesting things, and I think that for me, that typically is like fiction, fictional. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. What about you, Eric? Yeah. Um. Opposite of you guys, I'm actually a big time reader. I yeah, love books, yeah. and um built quite the library over the last few years but the book that I would recommend that actually kind of goes along with the theme of what we've been talking about today is this book called Start With Why hmm. and it's by Simon Sinek uh, it's called Start With Why How Great Leaders Inspire Everyone to Take Action oh, wow. um, it's a great book uh, I actually require an intern so if you start if you want to work for me or with me I require you to read this book as, as, hmm. uh, alongside another book called Mindset by hmm. Carol Dweck so that's actually two recommendations yeah. oh, that's great that's but, great. Um, that's fine. but uh, we require the interns to read this because it gives them a, a look into the culture that we we have among our staff to hear. Huh. Wow. So, um, and it's cool. It's just, it's, I mean, I'll just read a quick thing about it. Basically it says any personal organization can explain what they do. Some can explain how they are different or better, but very few can ex- articulate why. Mm. Why is not about money or profit. Those are, those are results. Why is the thing that inspires us and inspires those around us? Mm. Wow. Wow. So all, all of your coaching staff and interns and people that, um, don't just come to work out, but people that put in their like work here as far as like on staff or whatever have all gone through that. The more recent ones. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's, that's seriously cool. Though. Anyone that's come in after I've read this book has, <laughs> yes, re- has been go. required to, to yeah. that. I mean, that makes sense. That's, that's cool. cool. It, it means like the, the gym's got that sentiment too, right? It's like, this is what we're about. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, that's kind of the motto, right? Yeah. Of of reason. 
What is it? Uh, it's find what moves you. Find what moves you. Okay. Huh. Yeah. I like it's that. kind of asking why. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Why? And yeah. you finally read a book on it. Yeah. Nice. Explaining that. But yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, man. Again, thank you, guys. thank you, Eric, for for joining us and making yeah, the time. And absolutely, and and we're we're super glad to have that that insight into this world. Um, that I mean, both of us, Jerome and me, have some experience in limited, um, d- varying degrees. Um, yeah, and we we appreciate your your insight as a coach and as the, as a business owner. Um, and as a unofficial motivational speaker too. Unofficial <laughs> sounds pretty official to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, so again, thank you for the listenership who are tuning in. Um, and if you're checking us out from, um, you know, finding reason podcasts or 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 from uh, Eric as a friend, um, yeah, uh, we are just a couple guys talking about life. And um, hopefully, you listen to us on one of our mediums, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, or or Google. Um, yeah, give us a rating. Tell us what you think. Jerome and me are, are pretty, you know, we like hearing from our, 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 our listenership. Um, you can always email us too. Our emails, uh, just try pod at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Throw us questions, throw us shade, whatever. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. We'll take it all. Um, and lastly, um, you know, we do have an Instagram. That's our main social media page. It's, uh, just at just try pod. Um, we only post a couple times a week. Um, usually when a new session is released, um, the, the drink we're recommending and also, um, just like we did the books um, or other recommendations that we do every week. So tune in there and yeah. Yeah. Thanks again, Eric. We really appreciate it. What a enlightening session it was for me, for sure. So listeners, thanks again, as always, for tuning in. We'll see you next time. See ya. See you guys.